Hello there. You've discovered TalkZone.com, the best in Internet talk radio. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. Indeed, we have an exciting show tonight. We're very excited about it. We have, um, how many of you have had somebody who died in your life that was very special to you and whom you didn't feel complete with? I think that happens with a lot of folks. Sure it does. Well, for those folks and for those folks open to a pathway to getting resolved, there is such a thing as a medium. And what a medium does is co- communicates with the person who has died and helps the person who is still alive come to peace with their death, why they died, and any unresolved uh, communication that they need to do between them to help them get complete. Right. Great, great value, great healing value for people because a lot of people are just dangling and actually, we don't we don't need to be dangling because there is access to, you know, like some people need to go, you know, I'm sorry for what I did. I don't know if you ever got that. But if they don't get to say that and know that it connects to the person who's deceased, but, you know, if they feel really bad about it, they could have that lousy feeling all their life every day. That's right. Some people actually know how to do this in their dreams, and so they can get complete with those who have passed on in their dreams. Right. And I noticed that uh, when my sister died a number of years ago, Keith and I communicated with her uh, in a similar way and just put it to bed very nicely. Yeah, yeah. But you sort of have to trust your skills, and for a lot of people that's a sort of insecure thing. To that end, we have a guest today who this is what she does for a living, and she does it very, very well. And she teaches people how to do this, which is a very valuable thing. She not only does it really well, like gives you real evidence that you're talking to the person that you think you're talking to. They always wore this white hat, and she tells you he's wearing a white hat or whatever. But she also teaches you how to do it yourself, and anyone who persists in anything long enough, they begin to get the the talent of it. Would you welcome to the show uh, Carol Obley, who's written, I'm Still With You, True Stories of Healing Grief Through Spirit Communication. How are you doing tonight, Carol? Hi, Charmy. Hi, Keith. Hi. It's nice to be here. Nice to be connected with you. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Thank you. So you're uh, close to the East Coast there? Yes. Um, I'm close to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and uh, that's where my practice is, although I, I've um, had the blessings of connecting nationwide with people through uh, doing readings. Yeah. I remember back, I think it was the beginning of the 70s, and, you know, I was in and out of football when I was younger, and, you know, Pittsburgh Steelers were really bad, and I I said, these guys are going to win this year, and they (laughs) they started winning the Super Bowl. You know, it was just just something that came across, you know, so that's one of the things I remember Pittsburgh by. (laughs) 
Well, so, yeah, football is big here. We are steel town. I, you know, I should say an ex steel town. Yes. A lot of steel industry has moved out. Um, but believe it or not, it's very fascinating. I'm sure some of your listeners would be interested. The um, the consciousness is moving in our area. Uh, there's been a lot of um, information here about the Mayan prophecies and how the three rivers in Pittsburgh correlate to that and uh, actually have a part in uh, in the Mayan prophecies. So that's our little corner of um, you know the, the 2012 stuff that, that's going down right now. And what was that? I remember vaguely about that, the three rivers. Well, we, we have three rivers that converge in the, um, in, in the city of Pittsburgh. And, um, there's some of my colleagues that are actually, uh, have brought the, um, the, uh, indigenous grandmothers here. I don't know if, uh, you've heard of them, but, um, they are representatives of different tribes. And they came here and, uh, a couple of representatives of, of the grandmothers came here and spoke. And supposedly, uh, in Pittsburgh, there is some sort of a vortex underneath the, uh, the convergence of our three rivers. So it's kind of interesting that, um, here's you know, a little, little bit of confirmation. I'm, I doodle, I, I'm a gifted doodler, and I'm drawing a big vortex. Just as you're saying <laughs> this. Right, before you're saying it, I drew the whole thing. So it's confirming what you're saying. Yes, yeah, and, uh, it'll be interesting to see See how this plays out in in the future of, of Pittsburgh. Uh, my work here as a medium um, has been um, I've been supported uh, by people, and actually I'm ha- helping to anchor this sort of uh, consciousness here of healing mm-hmm. uh, in this city. So I feel very uh, very much a part of it in in that regard of the community here, the metaphysical community here. Yeah. You know, you look a little petite in your picture, and I, I was thinking to myself, <laughs> you're a small medium at large. Oh, <laughs> you know, I've got I've gotten that before. Uh, other people have other people have said that. Yes, I am. I am uh, what you would consider petite. Um, my my spirit guides call me sometimes Mighty Mouse. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> mighty yeah. Mouse, Mighty my, Mouse, or Mighty. mighty yeah, well, we might say mighty mouth, um, but uh, yeah, so I've I've heard that small, medium, at large. Yeah, um, well, that's pretty good. Uh, you know, I I uh, I notice you come really well from the heart on this. It's like you're you're dedicating yourself to a, a really helping higher purpose, and you're sort of uh, if I get this right, you're giving your life to this. You know, however you can serve. Is that how you are? Yeah, um, the the basis of my work uh, over the years, and I've been working professionally uh, well over a decade uh, of being a uh, medium. I was I was initially trained uh, in hands-on healing. Uh, that's a form of mediumship as well as I know that, that yeah. you know. And uh, then speaking mediumship came after that, and it evolved. It was a natural evolution for me. Um, my work is based in healing in uh, reflecting to people the reality of, of the divinity of their own spirit. Yes. And in that regard, um, it's very heart-centered, and um, it's, it's very much about helping people to connect, yes, with loved ones that have passed, 
but at the same time also helping them to connect with their own inner source of spirit. Right. So that's where the heart-centeredness uh, comes from in the work. So that's very empowering. I, I believe it is. Um, I, I, I've dedicated my work to empowerment with people. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, personally, you know, that, that's, a, that's a, an intent of mine is to uh, be a reflection of, of, uh, of the beauty of spirit uh, to people when they come for sessions. And also in my writing, uh, this is my second book. Uh, my first book is about, it's basically like a metaphysical handbook. Yes. Um, and, and this is, I felt like a spiritual reporter when I did this, I'm still with you. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, basically uh, <laughs> dealt with, with sessions and transcribed those sitting at my computer. Mm-hmm. One second. Uh, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions. Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Carol J. Obley, who's written the book, I'm Still With You, Still With You, True Stories of Healing, Grief Through Spirit Communications. So, Carol, go ahead and say a little more about what your book's about. I mean, Charmaine summarized it, but you have more to say? Yeah, uh, the book is is a collection of 20 stories that I felt provided compelling evidence for life after death. And they are real people, uh, just ordinary people that came to me for sessions, private sessions. I do a, um, a, an enormous amount of group work as well. I've been doing that for uh, solidly for about the past six years in the Pittsburgh area and New York. As well, I've uh, taught at Lilydale. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a spiritualist community. I've taught there, uh, and uh, so the, the the book is really a reflection of of the sessions and the evidence that was brought forth in those sessions uh, with the communication that happened with the, the people who came, their loved ones in spirit. And then I did follow up interviews uh, with the individuals to see how did these sessions help people to heal mm-hmm. grief yeah. specifically and how did it help them to also have a deeper spiritual connection and to gain some sense of, of peace and awareness of the continuity of life. Mm-hmm. So there are ten chapters in the book. Um, uh, the middle section of the book is I titled Transitions. And that is what the stories of the people. Um, it's interesting because what, at the time I was finishing the book and then submitting to publishers, I don't know if you're familiar with, um, I think his, his last name was Fry, but he wrote the book on uh, uh, a thousand, uh, a million little pieces or whatever it was, and he was on Oprah Winfrey, mm-hmm. uh, and he was kind of debunked. Yeah. In uh, you know, saying it was a true story and then it really wasn't. Yeah. Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> well, yeah, I think his name was James Fry. Um anyway, when he that got, controversy he got fried. He did. He got, that he, controversy was out, I, I really debated should I put the word true in my title because what if people question, you know, is this valid? Mm-hmm. Um and, and so uh, I have the tapes to back to back up. The stories, if any, if I was ever questioned, yeah. um, they, it's transcribed directly from sessions on tapes. 
Um, so, uh, and, and there's a theme that runs throughout, and that is uh, how people were positively transformed by hearing from the spirit world. Yes. yes. Boy, no fooling. Do, do you notice that uh, on our own individual endeavors to grow spiritually, that asking and pursuing the question of why underneath things, why is this happening, do you think that's a real valuable question to ask? I do. Um, I think that um, that people need to understand that there are many things in the universe that are uh, unexplained. Um, I still don't know exactly how the process of mediumship works. I just know that it does. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think the more that, that this is brought into the light as a healing vehicle, I think that people will understand, um, you know, and, and it's also good to be skeptical. I, I encourage healthy skepticism. That's right. About this. I did address that in the book, of course, in my field. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's pretty well accepted that people are going to question it. Yeah. Um, I've had that happen. Um, you know, it's just part and parlance, I think, of, of doing this sort of work. Um, and, and I encourage people to, you know, check out people before they, they go right. to them. You know, I, I just want to encourage the audience. This is uh, Carol Obley. She wrote the book, I'm Still With You. And if you have doubts about afterlife, if you want some proof that uh, there is afterlife and you can connect with it and, and it's uh, not just a weird kind of thing, uh, get her book, check it out. It'll give you some real clear evidence. I believe it's hard to refute. Okay, yeah. what are you gonna? What are we gonna do when we come back from break? Oh, just more of the book. We're, we're gonna go through all kinds of pieces of the book or pieces of the philosophy. Okay, you're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts, helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Our guest tonight, Carol J. Obley, a medium for many years. She's written the book, I'm Still With You, True Stories of Healing Grief Through Spirit Communications. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with us. Uh, we have Carol Obley with us today. I'm Still With You. So... Carol, uh, do you think everyone has a individual divine blueprint for each lifetime? Yeah, um, one of the um, one of the things that I've discovered in my work is um, the process of incarnation, and, and it's kind of interesting. Um, before we come here, and of course, everything I'm sharing is is my experience of doing many thousands of readings. I can really only share my experience of and the truth that I have seen through, yeah. through my work, that yeah. um, we do have a focus for a uh, lifetime. And um, I call it a focus because it's what specific karma um, or unfinished business that we come back here to to heal or mm-hmm. to... Learn. to um, lend attention to. And, yeah, there there are specific focuses that, that each soul comes back uh, to, to do. So I've seen this with people and when I've done readings for them. And it's kind of intriguing because we also come back 
in particular soul groups. Soul groups have focus as well. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so, for example, uh, there may be soul groups who focus on healing. Uh, I have a sense, you know, the two of you are in that sort of a soul group. Um, there are there are groups who are caretakers. Um, many clients I've seen who work in, you know, medicine or nursing, for example, or take care of the elderly. Yeah. Uh, there are there are soul groups who focus on. Uh, I call them system busters. Uh, their their purpose is to come in and implement change uh, so that there can be evolution mm-hmm. in, in a particular family. Uh, that could be their karmic placement in the family. Yeah, really. Uh, they they it's, just it's come fascinating. And, they come and mess everything up. Everyone thinks it's actually <laughs> it's supposed to be. Yeah, and, and it appears, you know, on the surface that it's chaotic, um, but the, the blueprint, uh, and I like to call them blueprint, by the way, because I know that some mediums or some writers have called them contracts. I don't think, and from my experience, what I've seen in my work, I don't think that we're that um, locked in, uh, so to speak, that it's more open-ended, that we can change uh, because we have this little thing called free will. Um, so, you know, we have general blueprints and a framework that we want to to initiate in a lifetime or continue, as it may be. Yeah. Um, but we're not locked in as far as contracts go. So that's why I call them blueprints. And in the book, I refer to them as choice and, and, and blueprints. Yeah, I, I call it a, um, a um, let's see, free will within a contract. That's what I usually call it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there's always the option of choice. Right. Yeah. And as divine beings, that's that's what we have. Uh, so we can always make choice. And it's interesting, also. Um, I, I've I've seen how when we when we cross back over into spirit at the moment of physical death, that we're that we're shown the implication of the choices that we made when we're here. Mm-hmm. And um, so you know, you've probably heard of these life reviews. Yep. Uh, Dan and Brinkley, um, you know, he's, he's written several books. He had Near Death. Uh, I don't know if you've had anyone on your show. Near Death is fascinating uh, to, to listen to people that have experienced yep, it. Yep. Uh, I've had clients that have had Near Death. Um, Betty Eady, you know, I've read her book, yep. um, Embraced by the Light. Um, so people say that they've seen their life in, in you know, in an instant. And they're shown the implication of choice that they made when they were here. <laughs> I, um, <laughs> I was just about in an accident. Well, I was in a bad accident, but the second before it, I had the pre-life life review right there, too. So I think it, ha- yeah. it happens both places it can. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that just a phenomenon when yeah. that happens? Yeah, your whole life goes before you. And I think that happens at death, too, like you're saying. The whole thing shows itself. Yeah. And, and it evaluates itself, too, I think. Yeah, there's a a, a uh, process that that um, in in my studies, my metaphysical studies, and then in my own practice of mediumship that yeah. I've um, I've seen that we have this life review, and we kind of do an assessment. It's a self evaluation, and so um, we're not judged by any outside influence. We're judged uh, by self. And, of course, that would be, you know, the higher self or uh, from a soul perspective, right. we, we take that, that self-evaluation. 
Yeah. And then we 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 see the implication of that. Right. Um, and then that feeds into our future, our next life. We need to take a break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charme Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time. Our guest today, Carol Obley, author of I'm Still With You. Stay with us. We'll be back after the break. Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charme Amber. Our guest today, Carol Obley, author of I'm Still With You. So, Carol, do you have animal guides, and if you do, do they help you? Do you mean do I personally have animal guides or anyone? Both. Yeah, well, I'm, I, have to, I have to tell you, I am a, a huge animal lover. Uh, I've had dogs since I was a little girl. Uh-huh. I've always owned a dog. Uh, and um, I've lost dogs, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, I've had dreams of them. I know they're still around me. Yeah. Um, yes, I believe that we do have uh, animal guides. It's interesting, many, many readings that I have done, I'd say a good three-quarter of readings that I've done, and there have been thousands, animals, um, pets of people come through in the readings. Yes. And uh, they may not be guides per se, but they certainly remember love, and just as as humans do, animals um, bond to us with love, and so they are there. Um, I believe as as companions in spirit. Yes. So um, so also, mm-hmm. so death doesn't destroy love. No, I can tell you one hundred percent that um, love is never destroyed. By death, if there if there's a sentence I could sum this whole book up in and my work is that love is the, is the bond that that survives physical death. It's uh, you know relationships are forever. Um, I, I, I've seen it time and time again, uh, and so w- with that awareness, we can come into a space of healing in knowing that um, we simply change form in consciousness when when we leave the physical realm right so um the love continues and that's really you've you've summed it up keith um very well well it's in your book (laughs) i cheated (laughs) (laughs) but that's good that's good because it gives it gives those who may be listening who are in grief um every time i do media i'm always struck by i'm overwhelmed with uh, you know, usually we, you know, the radio stations I've been on, we take phone calls. Um, it's amazing, you know, there are people out there in depression or grief or just not knowing or yeah. understanding. Yeah. And um, so with that, you know, awareness and that comfort, we can begin to come into a space of light. You know, I lost some kids um, years ago, and um, the way I could get through it was... <clears throat> I imagined as if it was real, and then it became real, that I was hugging them with all my heart and talking to them, and then I would give them to God, which is the better parent of any of us. And uh, I did that, you know, for months, and I I actually got healed from that process as I made it real. And, you know, you can imagine things real, actually. I mean, that that were just like nothing before and you can imagine them real and it connects and the the kids get to go off to the best next place you know as, as best as it can be on on your input 
and you get fulfilled uh, out of not having the loss, and then you get to go on with your own life. Yeah, and I and it, it's really important to understand that the way we can act, and I, you mentioned in the introduction that I teach people um, ab- about this and how to do it, and and I do. Um, I believe that that we all have the ability to reach the spirit world, and as you were saying. Um, that is made through emotion and through thought and through the imagination, which, by the way, is, is a process through the right brain. Uh, the right brain is, is what's involved with mediumship and connecting with realms of consciousness above the physical. Um, so, so we all have access to, to our right brain. Yeah. And it's not that thinking part, the part that balances the checkbook or does mathematics. Yeah. It's the part that, that, that feels and senses beyond the physical. And once you are tuned into that, um, you know, you have unlimited potential to reach the higher realms of, of, um, of who we really are. Uh, so I think it's important that people realize they can do that. And you mentioned the dream state as well. Um, that is very common. There is a chapter in the book on ADCs or after-death communication without a medium, and that is without someone like me that that has a sensitivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, people reaching the spirit world through, um, you know, nature, through electricity, uh, signs from the other side. Uh, those are our are reality, and I've had many many clients who have who have reported those incidents to me. So I figured I would write a chapter on that to share that with people so that they don't think that they're imagining it or going crazy. Yes. Yeah. Which some of them do. Now, do you find in order to maintain your sensitivity, you have to really take care of your physical body? Yes, um, that's very important. Um, I have found over the years that the more balanced I am, uh, mind, body, spirit, that the more effective channel I am for spirit. And so in other words, I'm the vessel. I'm simply the bridge. That's, that's my role in a session is acting as a bridge uh, between the spirit world and, and the earth. And that's why we're called mediums because we actually stand in the middle between the higher realm and, and here. So yeah, it's very important. Um, what I've found personally is emotional upset is um, not good for me. Um, also, my diet has changed dramatically since I've been doing this work. I eat very little red meat. Um, I uh, eat a lot of vegetables. Um, it, it's all vibratory stuff that one does to keep in shape. I exercise daily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it's uh, yeah, it's important. It's very, very important. The more balanced that I am, uh, the more uh, effective I can be as exactly. communication. Sure. Yep, we find the same thing. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Our guest today, Carol Obley, has written the book, I'm Still With You. So um, would you say everybody in every lifetime has a unique life purpose that's theirs? Yeah, and what I have found, uh, my consciousness has evolved to say when people ask that, and many, many people 
have come for sessions that say, what am I doing here? What am I supposed to be doing? That magical word, supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the more that I work in this field, the more that my own spirituality evolves, um, which, by the way, I find um, the, the strength of the communication is always, you know, gauged by the spirituality of the medium. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's what I've personally experienced. Um, I, I find that our singular purpose is to radiate the God energy. So uh, let me the, just interrupt for a second. So if somebody out there is looking for somebody to be a medium for them, they want to pay attention to what kind of life the person is living and whether or not they're kind of a holy type of person or not, because that's going to matter on what, how much they're going to be able to help them. I think so, Charmaine. Um, I, I, I think that a certain amount of integrity, of course, counseling ability or counseling skills mm-hmm. are involved. But I will tell you, I, I'm, I know that you're going to resonate with what I'm saying, that you cannot do this type of work, this metaphysical work, and not refine your own channel. Um, it's it's constant. Um, I, I constantly see myself mirrored in clients who come. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, whether you, whether you whether you are ready for that or not, it's going to happen by the law yeah, of attraction. That's right. Um, and uh, yeah, I think a good gauge. And I, I did write a section in the book on how to find a reputable medium. Um, you know, I, I quit doing paid advertising a while back, years ago, because I, I found that that. Word of mouth was the most effective tool in, in you know, getting getting the word out. Yeah. Um, and most of my clients are are referenced to me uh, by by you know other people who have seen me. So I think it's important you know to when you find a reputable medium that you go word of mouth, and then also, you know, is this person asking any questions before they see you? Are they trying to to find out information? Uh, just like any field. There are people who are going to be uh, better at things than others. And uh, it's really good to go on word of mouth with this, I find. So one of the things, um, you know, I think it's valuable for all of us is to find out our life purpose. And I think one of the clues a lot of times is you begin to observe what you're curious about. For instance, I read in your book that you were curious when you went through cemeteries about the lives of the people in that have passed away. <laughs> a yeah. destiny calling you. <laughs> destiny. Thank you. Uh, that's true. That was uh, in the first chapter about my life. Um, my my life. Uh, what? How did I evolve into being doing this sort of work? And yes, it's true. When I was a child, um, my my Father's mother, who um, who has been in spirit for many years now, um, and I loved her dearly, and she was very protective of me. I was her only granddaughter. But we used to walk through the cemetery, and it was a Catholic cemetery, so they had photographs on the tombstone. And I would study as a child. I mean, I was maybe eight or nine years old, walking, holding Grandma's hand, mm-hmm. walking through the cemetery. And I would study the tombstones, and some of them were very old. They were from the turn of the century, maybe in the early 1900s. And I would study them, and I would think, where is that person? I wonder what they're doing right now as I'm looking at that photograph. Where are they? Where did they go? 
Yeah. And um, as a child, I was very extremely curious uh, about what happens when we die, about who God is, what is God, uh, what happens, you know, uh, when we're separated from our family after death. Sure. I was always asking the question, why, incessantly. It must have driven my parents crazy. And um, I later have come to discover uh, through karmic astrology, which is a fascinating field, that my the north node of my moon is in uh, Scorpio. <laughs> so scorpionic energies are dealing with death, and I they see. deal with the mysteries of the underworld. Uh-huh. Um, so plus I have a moon in Pisces, which is makes me extremely sensitive psychically. So, you know, as a child, I didn't know any of this stuff. So I was just kind of this very curious, precocious child who always was asking the question, why? Yes. And uh, so tombstones were were a fascination. I I didn't hang out there all the time, um, but I certainly had to walk through there. um, Right. You know, when when, uh, Grandmother and I went on on walks. A, A telltale sign of perhaps where your talents would lead. Yeah, I, I think it was probably some prophecy uh, yeah. that was happening at the time. Right. So in uh, people using drugs and alcohol, does it help them deal with things or connect to spirit, or does it hinder them? What's your opinion on that? Well, you know, Keith, um, my own story, um, and I, I wrote in both of my books about about my past, and I'm quite honest about it. I... I um, I had a spiritual awakening through recovery from substance abuse. Um, I believe that I I use substances because of my extreme sensitivity. Um, as a child, as I was saying, I was always very sensitive to my environment. Mm-hmm. And when I became, in, you know, in, in moving into adolescence, I discovered uh, substances, and I I liked them because I felt. That it could it could expand my mind. So this was like and Columbus fi- uh, discovering America, and, <laughs> and then the rest of the story happened. <laughs> and the rest of the story happened. Um, unfortunately, I went down the pathway of of pretty bad addiction through drugs and alcohol. So, so um, that's where it owns you instead of you own it or yourself. Exactly, and um, I find I found myself spiraling into addiction. I, I completely uh, lost control. Uh, it gained control over me. Um, I started having blackouts. Um, I this was through alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I I liked who I was at first when I started doing substances because it alleviated the sensitivity that I had. Um, it's interesting because I've studied some great mediums and um, from the past, you yeah, know, being yeah. into spiritualism. And they have also suffered from addiction. So I think it kind of can go along with uh, being sensitive sometimes. Yes. Um, but fortunately, I, I went through 12-step, and I, I had uh, I had a spiritual awakening, which I believe brought me into doing the work I'm doing today. Wow. So I don't think it helps. I think it, but it does help in that it can create an opening into one's spiritual awakening. Yeah. So in that regard, it is helpful. You know, I used to do uh, marijuana and some alcohol, too, and and, uh, the guides finally came to me one day and said, if you want to go any further on your spiritual path, you're going to need to stop. First it was the marijuana, and then like a year later it was the alcohol. But 
if you don't stop these, you can't go any further. And I also felt like uh, I had gotten some openings from the marijuana. This was well over 20 years ago, but, you know, I didn't do an AA process. I just one day stopped one of them, and then another day I stopped the other, and then that was it. But, um, y- you know, at a certain point, they don't facilitate anymore. They uh, block Exactly, and I I found that I found that I was beginning to not know who I was. I lost all sorts all sort of identity. Yeah. And um, in a very short period of time, I spiraled into the depths of of really uh, a very dark place. I've. It's interesting because you know I've used that experience. A lot when I counsel people. Sure. Yes, to help um, them. It, it really, it's a, it's, um, it served me well. I consider it a blessing today because uh, we need I to, have... we need to take a break. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charme Amber. Our guest today, Carol Obley. I'm still with you. When we come back, we're going to do more. Don't forget to catch us Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. Welcome back to Mastering Ourselves. Thank you very much for being with us. We're in the last few minutes with Carol Obley. I'm still with you, and she's agreed to come back next hour, so we'll do another hour. So, Carol, now that you're on the other side of addiction, you call the addiction you had a blessing. You were in the middle of describing that. You want to go on? Yeah, um, it's it's become a blessing because... um, it's enabled me to uh, help other people that come uh, for sessions, and there have been a lot of them that perhaps were not alcoholic or suffer from addiction themselves, but have it in the family. And dealing a lot with family energies as, as a spiritual medium, um, that energy is carried from generation to generation. And uh, there's many times uh, people's loved ones in spirit that perhaps a father who is alcoholic that's passed over and he'll come through and that that will be brought up as an, as an evidential um, you know fact in the reading yeah and uh, the person is somehow that's sitting with me the client is still having to deal with the repercussions of that parent's uh, illness yes so in that way I can understand firsthand and help that person from my own my own experience of dealing with sure. it. Uh, so in that way, it's become very much an, uh, a, you know, an effective tool you, you and just, a blessing. You know exactly them. what they're going through, and you can just immediately uh, get right on target. Yeah, and, and I think sometimes people don't realize just how important it is to heal the past because, um, you know, if not, we're going to be carrying it into our future and then the future generations and uh, particularly with something like addiction it's carried down from generation to generation until that catalyst comes through and heals it um, and uh, so it's it's very important that, that people you know seize that opportunity or take that opportunity to, to, to do that when you're doing your medium work and communicating with spirits on the other side how often do you run into spirits that you sense regret because they didn't take care of certain lessons they were supposed to? Interesting question. Um, it does happen. Um, I had a recent session 
in which a father came through and said that. And then I had another session in which a, um, a, a woman's husband came through and said, you know, what I regret is I was too stubborn. <laughs> right, yeah. And, uh, and, and what I find is uh, the messages that are given in, in a session, there's always a reason why a particular message is given. It's not just a random message. It will usually have a meaning. It's not only evidential of the person's experience or personality or existence uh, that's from spirit, but also it's an important message to the sitter. And I call them the sitter or the receiver. Mm-hmm. And it's something to help them live their life better. Mm-hmm. And that's why spirit is given. In other it. words, get over your stubbornness so that you don't make the same exactly. regret. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. right. I yeah. hear that loud and clear. Good mirror. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and the person will go, oh, yeah, okay, I guess I was pretty stubborn. Yeah, I guess I do have that pattern a little bit. <laughs> and, that, and then that's why spirit is giving it. So That's right. It's, 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 a, it's a double-edged thing. you know. It is. We're out of time for this hour, so that's why I'm not letting you run with this. What's your other book? Uh, the book we have is I'm Still With You, and your other book is what? Yeah, it's called um, Embracing the Ties That Bind, Connecting with Spirit, also available through Amazon. And um, your your website is what? Yeah, net. Good. Soulvisions.net. Okay, Carol's going to join us again next hour. We thank you very much for joining us this hour. And if you will hold on, we'll finish out the show here. Hang on. Thank you very much for joining us. We're going to ca- carry on here, right? This That's is right. Very interesting stuff. Now, come on. Because you can do it. Stretch into the greater you. We'll see you in a few minutes. Take care, folks. <laughs> 